0: about chicken a la king, mango and garbanzo, tabbouleh, potatoes and vegetables with roasted garlic and basil, zucchini ziti, granola fruit bar, look
1: at all this beautiful food, Mm. Welcome to Green Eggs and Dan, the show where I interview amazing people with amazing minds, but all I care about is what is in their fridge. Today's guest is an actor and comedian who you can currently see on NBC's new show, Grand Crew. He's also written for the show's Keenan Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and he hosts XOXO
0: Gossip Kings, the podcast. Please welcome the immensely funny Carl Tart. Thank you so much for having me, Dan. I'm very sorry for wasting your time this morning. Listeners, if you knew what I went through this morning... Oh, my God. You have so much empathy for me.
1: You do not have to apologize. You are a serious regular now, so you can do whatever you want. And I can tell you got that serious regular money because you're sitting in a museum of sneakers and hats
0: and jerseys. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, this was not, the, the, the sad part is I had this stuff before I had this series regular money. No, yeah.
1: Well, you were manifesting, Yeah, <laughs> as the L.A. kids say. All right, Carl. We're gonna get to your fridge right now. You guys can see Carl's fridge on my Instagram at Up Dan. Carl, this is complete fucking chaos. Yeah. This fridge.
0: yeah, it's chaos. I can't believe you're gonna put this up on Instagram. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, well, now you know. Yeah. Now
1: you know. There is a lot to talk about. This is this might be one of the most chaotic fridges we've had on Green Eggs and Dan.
0: Wow. I'm embarrassed. Yeah. But You should be. I think it's I think it's uh I think the fridge itself is smaller than uh it's it's, I'm I'm making excuses. Yeah.
1: No. First of all, okay. I don't. I don't. I honestly. Don't, <laughs> I don't know where to begin. But I'm going to begin with your shelving technique. Oh, okay? there isn't. Okay. <laughs> your top. Your top shelf starts like at halfway into the fridge. So you have, <laughs> you have all this dead space up top. Which Whatever. doesn't need to be there, and that's, then you you smush a second shelf under the top <laughs> shelf, and there's milk cartons and stuff that are that are horizontal that can't
0: <laughs> even stand up straight. That's <laughs> God, what the fuck is going on in their home? That's not milk. That's juice, and uh, <laughs> that's chicken broth next to it. And uh, <laughs> I'm I I do a lot of cooking. And also, I need that shelf to be that size at the top so it can fit that bottle of Dom Perignon that's back there. Uh, <laughs> Wait, you put ev- everything
1: in this fridge, you put on its side so that it fits. And the Dom Perignon, which is the one thing that is actually supposed to be on its side. is It, it Champ- is? Yes, champagne is supposed to be on the side so that the cork gets a little moisture so it doesn't dry out. Oh, no. <laughs> now- <laughs> You've made all of these uh, exceptions for the Dom Perignon that, oh, that you don't man. have to. And in fact, Carl, here's the other thing. If you're not going to be drinking the champagne soon, it shouldn't even be in the fridge. What? It, what? Because, again, it, it, it'll dry out. It'll, it's all about drying out the cork. If you're not going to have – if you know when you're going to have that Dom Perignon, well, here's the thing. Actually, hold on. There's a caveat. You don't have – I'm assuming you don't have a, a wine fridge – that's season 2 money, wine fridge.
0: No, I don't have a wine fridge. I do have a lot of wine though, but it's all wine uh, that is, you know, drink drink.
1: Yeah. Room temp. Right, right, right. Okay. All right, I'm okay with it being there, but it should be on its side and you should move that shelf up one. I mean, look okay. at the There's a Welch's <laughs> grape jelly that is like falling off. Yeah. It's like a it's like a lemming about to <laughs> commit
0: suicide. And there's some and you know what's crazy? I look in there sometime and I go, "Why does this look so packed in here? It's not yeah. that much stuff." <laughs> and then because everything you see is kind of all that's there. I mean, and then the condiments. <sighs> okay, now the condiments I could I could move around a little bit. I didn't. I, I wanted to be real when I came here. I, I wanted. There's another bottle of champagne down there, and some Modelo, the champagne of of uh the people
1: i was gonna say you have quite the range of alcoholic beverages it's literally just Modelo and champagne <laughs> there's nothing in between do you drink champagne a lot or are these like gifts that you got these are gifts I, I think okay. i
0: think i may have ruined that dom p bottle
1: you haven't ruined it no it's not ruined but yeah you should put it on its side at, okay and then hold on what is this here, though? There's a bottle that
0: looks a little boozy. That's looks... not, that's another bottle of wine. That's another gift. As you can see, the gift note is on it. I oh, the note the... is still on it. Well, I like my notes cold.
1: <laughs> you leave the notes on. Oh, my God. I mean, back to the top row. There is a cultured, low-fat buttermilk. Yeah, that is buttermilk al- fried chicken. Also, just like on the edge, like about <laughs> to jump. There's so many things about to jump out of the fridge. <laughs> They fit. So you use use the buttermilk t- for your fried chicken. Tell yes. me tell me about that.
0: Uh yeah, buttermilk fried chicken. You marinate uh the chicken in the buttermilk overnight. And it softens it up, the enzymes of the milk. Yeah, the enzymes in the buttermilk softens it up, but you put you gotta season that buttermilk too. So you put all your Cajun seasonings and your hot sauce and you put that in there when you're marinating it overnight. Uh, which is very hard to find a place in my fridge to put the chicken. Uh, so I just put it on top of all that stuff right there. <laughs> All this stuff no. is fresh. This stuff is not expired. Some I things mean, may be expired.
1: The fact that there's just half a fridge of dead space on the top <laughs> is yeah. so funny. To I make.
0: didn't move. I didn't since I bought the fridge. I haven't moved that.
1: Right. I understand. Oh, so it came like that.
0: Yeah. And then the the bottle of Dom P fit when I got that as a gift. So I was like, oh, well, this is it's meant to be like this.
1: <laughs> Wait, are you going to move it now? I'm to move. Has it. this has this intervention worked?
0: Oh my god. It, tremendously. I did not know you was gonna put this on, on your Instagram. I am, I'm mortified. <laughs> yes, you should be. There's, and then this is a bunch of dead
1: space too. There's a shelving in the door.
0: I don't know what that's what that's for. I guess I'm supposed to move. Am I supposed to move that up? The one with. The I don't know.
1: Maybe I think there was probably supposed to be shelves that go into these little brackets here on the side. But oh, maybe I had to buy those separately. Maybe.
0: <laughs> okay,
1: so the. Other thing I wanted to talk about was the pom pomegranate juice here that is sitting in a Modelo 6-pack
0: box. Okay, so the Modelo 6-pack box is a holder for all types of various sodas from around the country. I just left it in there because if I had like the Modelos got drank. So I marinate my carne asada in Modelo and I also drink oh. Modelo. But the Modelo Negra, I marinate the carne asada in that and and that but that container, I had went to Galco's in in Highland Park and okay. got a couple, you know, a few cool sodas, and I brought them back, and they are all glass bottles. And so to avoid them just kind of clinking up against each other, I was like, oh, I got this Modelo thing. Let me just put them in there. So if you look next to that palm bottle, yeah. you'll see a, a knee-high uh, peach soda. So
1: are you a soda connoisseur? Do you like to try different? Uh, yeah. yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Are you a, like, I feel like real soda people love, like, root beer and cream soda. Like, that's- Love that. That's the thing that has like a lot of regional like do you like this like ginger beer is too strong for me. I can't get down with that. It's too like my nostrils get like singed.
0: That's that's good though. So I like that sometimes, you know especially when yeah. it's like a, when the allergies is acting up, when it's a congested morning, you you, you drink back you drink a uh, a ginger beer. Also, don't let them trick you. Reed's ginger beer is not strong. Oh, did they say it's strong? They try to say it's strong. It is not strong. What about Barks? Bar- is it Barks? Barks is root beer and Barks yes. is very strong. Barks has bite. And they bottle that they bottle that in in my hometown in Mississippi. And so I'm a Barks I'm a Barks uh guy. That's that's my root beer of choice.
1: Interesting. So I didn't know that you were so into cooking. This is this is pretty cool. First of all, is there a reason you use low-fat buttermilk? It seems like a little bit of of a cop out when you're frying chicken, unless there's something I don't know. Uh,
0: to be honest with you, buttermilk is hard to find in stores for some reason, and mm-hmm. so I just I saw that and I was just like, I'm just grabbing it. Okay, got it. Also good for biscuits too. When did you get so? Why why did you get so into cooking? I've always been into cooking. Like I, uh, I got a younger brother, and my mom worked a lot, so I had to cook dinner for us a lot of times and. I've always just liked cooking. I've always been a food guy, and I'm but I but I like comfort food. That's my favorite stuff to cook.
1: Where are your your places that you go in LA? Comfort food wise.
0: Comfort food wise, I mean, you know, there's um, there's Roscoe's, of course, and right. then there is uh, Chef Maryland's, which is on Crenshaw. Uh, there's Doolin's, which is a very uh, another good soul food restaurant there's a soul food restaurant on Manchester and lebray and in Inglewood, but I don't know the name of it, but the food is good, oh and the, the serving spoon in Inglewood, that's very good Interesting. Uh, but also just cook, I make a lot myself
1: what is your take on like hipster soul food like, are you against are you pro, because I feel like there's a lot of places like that, you know, that are that are jumping up, you
0: know what, hipster soul food to me honestly, I just think they do too much Cause I think they always end up, you know, adding stuff to the recipe that's like culin- culinary, cu- culinarily, I guess, is okay, but like when people make chicken and waffles and the syrup is is spicy mm-hmm. and they got like like I I ate at this spot in Seattle, and they had chicken and waffles and the uh the waiter was like oh our chicken and waffles is the tits like it is the best thing it is and I was like cool throw me that. The, the waffle has scallions in it, and the syrup was like some cayenne, but which is not always bad, but I don't want that. And then the chicken, can, it was more of a savory dish than than I like. When I go to Roscoe's, you just get, I get three wins in a waffle. The Obama special is what it's called.
1: Right, right, right.
0: And I just want my syrup, tasting like syrup, and I want my chicken. I put my, I saw some of my chicken. I don't eat it together, personally. Yeah. Uh, I know some people do. Some people say, oh, you're supposed to take the sweet and the savory bite. I personally don't do that. I'll eat my mm-hmm. waffle as like a breakfast and then have my chicken as lunch.
1: you know what? I think I'm with you on that because there's something there's something to me that is a little jarring about the sweet and the savory to get It's like I'm okay with the sweet and savory combination, mm-hmm. but usually it's the other way around like it'll be a dessert that has like sea salt on it, but yeah, it's hard for me to have like a savory like main course and then just like have syrup to go with it it's a little It's a little tough
0: now what I will say. Is uh, I'm a big fan of McDonald's breakfast. Yeah, and I put jelly on everything that okay. I get there. So if I get a McGriddle, I'm putting some jelly on. If I get a biscuit, I'm putting some jelly on it. So I guess that could be considered sweet and savory, like a sausage egg and cheese biscuit. Yeah, I, je- I throw jelly on that. that Interesting. Like th- that right there is a is a is a flavor knockout. It's it's truly delicious. And I know people scoff at McDonald's, and McDonald's is terrible for you but
1: it's delicious though you can't deny that it's delicious i mean it's, delicious. it's like it's like when people scoff at coca-cola i'm like it is you can say whatever you want it is the best tasting liquid that you can yeah. put oh. in your mouth
0: oh my coca-cola i haven't had a coca-cola in seven years as they say and i go i don't care that's weird drink one you got the vaccine you got the vaccine you're already gonna die I'm just playing.
1: <laughs> uh, we do not endorse Carl's <laughs> vaccine messaging. On
0: this Listen, market. we all got the vaccine. We all got the booster. We can have a little McDonald's, okay? It's not That's gonna so... do. It's not gonna do worse than that. <laughs> it's true,
1: though. In LA, no one talks about fast food and like, oh my god, I love this place. The only way they talk about it is like, when the last time is they had it.
0: Yes. Oh, like, I haven't had a McDonald's. <laughs> I haven't touched McDonald's in ten years. Oh, shut up. I'm oh like,
1: okay, maybe once a year I'll go nuts and get some McNuggets But yeah, like, yeah. I'll do like Three spin classes the next day
0: Oh yeah, I'll do the oh, Okay, I had a fish fillet It was Friday, we were working And I walked over, and I had a fish fillet And I felt so gross after Oh my god, I felt so gross Oh yeah, they love that, they love talking about how gross they feel This is a this is my pet peeve of
1: people And I, I do think it's mostly LA But I'm sure it's it's all over But this whole concept of like Oh my God, I can't eat X. I can't eat pasta because I feel bloated afterwards. It's like, you're supposed to feel fucking (laughs) bloated after you eat a big bowl of pasta. Yeah. Like, they just want to eat everything and be able to run a marathon right away. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I, got to eat till I'm full. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, and I go to the gym. I got to go to the gym after we get done with this. And I do that to create balance in my life because I know how much I like to cook. I know how much trash I like to eat. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course- like, I got my athletic greens here. Shout out to athletic greens. Like, I, I'm I'm getting my nutrients and vitamins and stuff like that, but I'm also yeah. gonna marinate that fried chicken and some low-fat cultured buttermilk sitting on the edge of my fridge shelf.
1: Yes. <laughs> I appreciate that. Now let me ask you this, because as someone you know, I feel like comics, like we start we we start as pretty garbage human beings in terms of what we eat, because like, you know, we don't make a lot of money. But then once we start making money little things start to change. Little upgrades start to be had. What are some of those upgrades that you've started to make or that I mean that you started to make when you started to to come up like what was the first thing that you were like, "Oh, you know
0: what? I might get
1: the organic ketchup instead of the Heinz."
0: You know what? I for me it was just name brands period. Uh-huh. Like <laughs> I, when I go in the store now, like I'm not on that I'm not on that bottom shelf of cereal no more like I was right. when I was a kid. I'm on that top shelf. What are the top shelf cereals? I'm not cereals? getting I'm not getting Kroger brand crispy rice. Right. I'm getting Rice Krispies. Rice Krispies. Yes. Wow. That is that's how you know you made it. I'm not getting Fruit Rocks. I get Fruity Pebbles. <laughs> Wait, what are Fruit Rocks? It's like the Kroger brand like <laughs> I'm not like but you know some of those sodas though, I will say the Big K sodas, sometimes you can you can only find flavors in Big K. Like peach is peach soda is not is hard to come by on the West Coast for some reason. Okay. But when you go to Ralph's, which is a, a Kroger partner, I guess, like yeah. they're in the same family, yeah. you can
1: find Big K peach soda. Interesting. And that is something that they're not copying something. That's just their That's just their, orig- yeah, because that their original IP?
0: Yeah, because Kroger is Kroger is South. So a lot of a lot of stuff in Ralph's. If you go, because Ralph's is the California version of Kroger. Okay. So if you go in there, you look at see you see a lot of Kroger brand stuff. Like their their store brand, like p- paper plates and and plastic forks and knives yes. and stuff, are Kroger brand. And some of their their sodas are Kroger brand too. And you can find flavors that you can only get in the South at Ralph's sometimes because of Kroger brand stuff. Yeah.
1: What is peach soda like? I mean, is it something that you crave, or this is like a childhood thing?
0: It's definitely a childhood thing, but I I'll get it if I see it. Like it's just tasty. Like artificial peach flavoring. Yeah, you had peach rings, right? The candy.
1: I mean, look. The closest I can get is I had peach Snapple growing up. That was like my main source of of hydration. Yeah, which was that amazing. was a jam back in the day.
0: Did they have that at your high school? You from here,
1: right? I'm from New York.
0: Oh, oh, I don't think you went to Beverly Hills because
1: <laughs> I'm per- I'm Persian. No. But- <laughs> uh, what? Um. Did they
0: have that at your high school, like in a vending machine?
1: Yes. It was like I I feel like. There was, like, one year where it just took over the beverage world. Yeah. Like, Snapple peach iced tea went insane. It went, like, wildfire. I feel like Gabrus and I were talking about this, too. Like, it was, like, a Long Island thing. It was huge. My mom's thing was kiwi strawberry. Kiwi strawberry. Yeah, I didn't like that one. You didn't like that one? Yeah. Or Mango Madness. Remember that? Yes. Mango Madness was very good. And then they started with the uh, words of wisdom under the cap. Yeah. As if they weren't doing enough good to the world. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Remember Fruitopia? I do wait.
0: R- remind me again. Fruitopia was basically, you know, the another form of Snapple. I want to say like it was Coca Cola's version of Snapple, right? Right. Trying to be, but it was just fruit like syrup. Like it was, it was I, not healthy at all.
1: I love when Coca Cola tries to be like a wolf in sheep's clothing and just go after different things. And it's like, yeah, we've been here all along. Like I feel like they they bought. What do they do? Well, Aquafina is Coca Cola. Yeah,
0: Dasani is Coca Cola. Aquafina is Pepsi.
1: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So they got into the water game, and their water is just like they just take water and put it through a Brita, and that's all it is.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. And they add salt to it, so you so you get thirsty and want more after you drink it.
1: Is that true, or is that like uh, Evian propaganda?
0: No. If you look at Dasani's additives, there are there's more stuff in there than just water. Interesting.
1: You may have heard Carl mention he went to Galco's to buy a collection of soda from around the world. If you're wondering, Galco's or Galco's Soda Pop Stop is a soft drink specialty store located in the Highland Park neighborhood of Los Angeles, specializing in carrying independent sodas. The original location was opened as Galco's Grocery in downtown Los Angeles by Galeatto and Corto Pazzi as an Italian grocery store in 1897. In 1995, when John Ness succeeded his father as the store's owner, he started stocking sodas, struggling to find business from chain grocery stores. The chains were buying up the distribution channels, raising the prices, and no one could compete, so all the little guys went out of business. Slowly, the sodas took over the shelves, eventually creating one of the world's largest collections of independent sodas. If you're looking for classics like Dublin Dr. Pepper or Coca-Cola with cane sugar, or unique soda flavors like apple, mint julep, or birch beer, plan a trip to Galco's. I'm going to get to these questions now that I ask every guest, and we'll we'll spur more conversation. But what is your earliest food memory?
0: Oh, man. Earliest food memories are probably, like, holidays. Like, my dad makes an amazing macaroni salad. I remember that. Uh, My grandma, on Christmas Eve, always made gumbo. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so that's probably my earliest food memory that I can think of, is grandma's gumbo on Christmas Eve. like That, that was something that we always look forward to. Also, here's another early food memory. Eating crawfish like my my auntie or somebody putting down some newspaper for all the kids and just oh, pouring yeah. a big bag of crawfish on the floor. And Amazing. we just all eating that. All the cousins. All the cousins. When all the cousins get together, just laying down some newspaper and just going ham on some crawfish.
1: So let me ask you this because this is my my ignorance of food in the region. But like crawfish and gumbo, I always associate with Louisiana. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Are they like... Uh,
1: kissing cousins when it comes to culinary
0: yeah where i'm from we all it's it's all the same so like, really it, yeah i'm i'm from the gulf coast so i'm about an hour and a half away from new orleans i mean you see i'm wearing a oh, saint's okay. hat i'm a saint's fan Who right that? uh i'm about an hour and a half away from new orleans new orleans is like the big city close to us yeah okay got it so everything down there our industry is seafood that whole place so like fried fish fried shrimp yeah oysters and and things like that. That's all a part of that culture down there.
1: I feel like Cajun cuisine is probably one of the more interesting American cuisines that there is. It's like a real fusion of, I mean, American stuff, but also French stuff. French stuff, African, French, African, African,
0: a little bit of Spanish in there. Yeah. But that's most everything, all that through the French people that colonized, the Spanish people that colonized, the slaves, all of those flavors, kind of, and then slave. Kind of slaves kind of took all that stuff and made it into what we know it as today. So like right. gumbo is like an African dish. Like like the root is like, I think it's called like gumbo from Africa. It was like a, a, a okra-based like soup dish.
1: Yes. That they yeah. had
0: stuff. Because they didn't really have, it wasn't really seafood stuff over there. But when they started using the seafood, because seafood was, you know, to get crawfish and stuff like that, that's that became a delicacy like way later. That was that, yeah. like, they're scavengers. They're, you know, roaches of the sea right Right. exactly (laughs)
1: yeah same with lobster i think lobster was like was like poor people food until like a rockefeller said like he liked it and then they just started selling like yeah (laughs) yeah well they used
0: to sell in like cans up in boston and stuff like that it was it was like that was what people ate during the depression
1: yeah it's it's interesting that i do feel like in the south you can be from any socioeconomic background and still be an enormous foodie yeah, You know what I mean? Like, I feel like in the north, if you grew up, like, food is not, like, as much of a priority as it is in the south. Like, in the south, like, everyone's got – it's it's kind of like immigrant mentality where, like, immigrants have such proud food cultures that they're into. Mm-hmm. But it, it feels like in America we have less of that except in the south.
0: Yeah. I, the south is probably the biggest, you know, food – like hub of america uh, yeah with just straight up americana because everywhere else it comes from somewhere else and i would say the midwest right. is pretty like you know wisconsin and stuff with the cheese and stuff like that i guess but over here most of our food is mexican you know right right so
1: it's mexican influence for sure yeah and then but it's true like southern foods are like like some of the things that give me most pride like american pride food wise are like barbecue yes you know it's like things that you can't get anywhere else like Mm. barbecue you can't get anywhere else like the american steakhouse gives me a lot of pride (laughs) it's like a concept that you can't find in other countries where you just eat until you have to get rolled out of a (laughs) A buffet yeah
0: (laughs) i miss buffets man that's the one thing covid took away that i will never forgive covid for is oh yeah the loss of a buffet (laughs) all of us joining hands Touching the same spoon. It was the most egalitarian yeah. <laughs> uh, food food trough
1: that uh, you could have. Exactly. Uh, what is your death row meal? So let's see, why would you go to Death Row. You so go to Crooked. Suge
0: signs me because I'm a a dope rapper from the West Coast. Okay. So, I'm on Death Row now. <laughs> okay. Yes. You get you get signed to Death Row Records. Yeah. What is the <laughs> What is the Death Row meal going to be? For me, it would probably be a big platter of fried seafood okay. and fri- and french fries. So like fried shrimp, crab legs, Fry fish, throw some chicken wings in there, hush puppies, Cajun seasoning on top of some French fries, a big two liter of ice cold Barks root beer on the side, and desserts. I like. I'm a big dessert guy too.
1: This meal's gonna give you a heart attack and diabetes before, yeah, (laughs) before the actual death row, the actual death execution. I'll do this myself. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> is there a place in LA that you eat like where the flavors of home are, you know, closest? No, no, huh? Got to cook it. Really? Yeah. You do it yourself?
0: I do it myself. Yeah.
1: What is the batter on this? On on all the fried stuff? Is it just like uh, flour?
0: Flouring and so when you're frying fish and, and seafood, really, uh, cornmeal is a big part of that batter too. Okay. So a seasoned a seasoned flour and cornmeal mixture. Mm. Uh, Tony Shacheries. Uh, creole seasoning. Comes in a green container or slap your mama uh creole seasoning. Both of those two things are two staples. Tony,
1: hold on, these names are great. What was the first one? Tony what? Tony Chasherese. So Tony it's
0: spelled, Yeah, it's spelled uh C H A C H E R E S. Tony Shacheries. Okay. And uh that stuff is I put it on everything. I cook everything. If I make like sometimes you might see not not buttermilk, but uh Heavy cream. There's a bottle mm-hmm. of heavy cream in the fridge, too. Mm-hmm. That is because I've been making my own Alfredo sauce because it tastes better than the bottle. And I've gotten the bottles, like, I've gotten the Rayo's bottle. Yeah. Uh, uh, of course, you know, the cheap ragu or, or prego. I don't like prego too much. But ragu, yeah. I've gotten those. And I just, just make it, making it at home is so much easier. Like, just seasoning some, some oil, like... When you fry in your whatever protein you're going to put in your Alfredo, so if I'm doing shrimp or chicken,
1: wait. So you use Alfredo sauce as a topping for protein rather than pasta?
0: No, pasta. What you put the you're putting it in the pasta, yeah. Okay, got it, got it. You're putting in the pasta, okay. So take me through your Alfredo sauce recipe. So let's just say I will, uh, I'm gonna make some Alfredo sauce. So what I'll do is let's say I got some chicken thighs, so I'll season up the chicken thighs, salt, pepper, Creole seasoning. Cook those up. Let those juices flow out of there. Take okay. those out of the pan and put them onto a rack or something like that. Okay. And then into that into that mixture of, into the juices from the chicken, I will pour heavy cream. Okay. And then I'll season that. And let that cook down a bit. Season that with the same salt, pepper, Tony Chachery seasoning. Okay. And then start to put uh, Parmesan cheese shavings in that until it thickens up. And then just stir that pasta's boiling on the side, and then I will put the chicken, I'll cut the chicken up and put it back into that. Let that cook together for a little bit to get those flavors together, and then I will pour that into the pasta. If you look at wow. my fridge, there's a little bit in a in a container, some leftover. I gotta throw that out. It's probably old. Wait a
1: second. This is like a fusion cuisine here because initially you're making like a like an au poivre sauce, like a steak au poivre. That's how you make like steak au poivre. You you've cooked the steak, take it off, put in the cream some cognac to uh, deglaze, Mm -hmm. and then you turn that, you know, black pepper, put the meat back in, and then that's your thing. You take that, you do like a chicken au poivre, or with whatever the spices are, and Mm -hmm. then you put that in the pasta. It's kind of, it's a pretty genius move.
0: Yeah, that's that Cajun, Cajun Alfredo right there is what I (laughs) call it.
1: Cajun Alfredo, Yeah, that's amazing. So what is the best high-end meal that you've ever had?
0: Best high-end meal I ever had was um, John George's Steakhouse. In Vegas, at the Aria Hotel in Vegas, mm-hmm. me and the fellas went out there. You know Phil Jackson and Lamar Woods, and uh, we went out there.
1: Wait, how do you know Phil Jackson? The
0: uh, Phil Jackson is Phil Jackson from New York. Phil Augusta Jackson. Oh, okay, got it. Not like, not the basketball coach. That's, I was like, I was like, I was just gonna drop that you're <laughs> <laughs> Phil Jackson from <laughs> the me. Bowl. Phil Jackson, Robert <laughs> Uri, Uh We all went to a steakhouse. <clears throat> nah, um, John George's Steakhouse at yeah. the Aria Hotel in Vegas. That was the first time I experienced uh an A5 certified wagyu steak.
1: Ooh, that's insane.
0: Yeah. Uh so that was and and their sides, they their mac and cheese was so good that like I was very surprised because I'm like well, what? I'm a I'm a mac and cheese guy. So like but I also know how to make mac and cheese one way, and that's the southern baked way. Right. And theirs was fairly close to that. Interesting. The potatoes that they had was popping. French guy making mac and cheese. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> and it was good. It's actually good because I've had other high-end mac and cheese. You know, you go to Boa. I like yeah. Boa as a place. Shout out to Boa. But mac and cheese wasn't mac and cheese in like that.
1: I don't know how I feel about high-end mac and cheese, like the lobster mac and cheese or the like truffle mac and cheese. I <sighs> do not like truffle. Really? It's too overwhelming. Well, here's the thing. There's two different truffles. There's truffle oil, and then there's actual shaved truffles. Mm. Shaved truffles are a lot more subtle. Okay. Truffle oil is very – like you're right to say it's overpowering because it's literally not truffle. It's truffle perfume. Like they make it in a lab. Oh. Like perfume – and they put that in the oil, and then they spread it on, and it's like very, very overpowering. Yeah,
0: well, every time, every time somebody has like some garlic truffle fries or something like, like at at a at a baseball game when they're trying to, you know, we're gonna up our menu. <laughs> it's like at the Dodger game when you sit in the club seats, like they got like garlic truffle fries. I'm like I don't want that. I don't want that. Give me some French fries and some ketchup. Yeah. But yes, so that, so that steak was the first time that I experienced a steak that. Literally melts in your mouth like butter.
1: It's it makes it it snaps your eyes shut. It's yeah. so crazy how it how good it tastes. Yeah,
0: and I've had it since then, and it has not. A reason why I'm calling that the the number one best high end meal I've ever had is because I have never I've had it since then, and it has not done justice to that night that I had it at John George's.
1: Do you think it was because of the setting, or you think actually that steak was? Was superior.
0: It could have been the setting. It could have been because it was the first time that I'd had it. Phil Jackson was telling you about winning. You know, yeah, all he those was telling about winning ten rings, eleven <laughs> rings because he won one with the Knicks in in nineteen seventy three. but yeah, no, it, it it was great. That was that was that was great, and it hasn't matched up. Like I got I got one. We went to Boa for my birthday a couple weeks ago, and I got another A five. Kagoshima, I want to say it was probably not that. Uh, sorry, but that one wasn't the same. It just wasn't the same. Right.
1: You know, as someone who likes to cook at home a lot, I I highly recommend you get your own.
0: I have. I have one in the. If I didn't, I didn't show you my my freezer because I didn't know that you'll be real mad at that. Okay. Uh, but
1: <laughs> oh my god, I can't imagine
0: because <laughs> it's just all types of meats <laughs> and stuff in there, just plastic bags everywhere and candy. Uh, I don't like chocolate too much, but when I do. Eat chocolate. I keep it in the freezer. Interesting. But I have a A five steak in there, and when I prepare it at home, yeah, it's still not the same. It's good still, but it's not the same. And you you have to take so much care of it. Yeah, yeah. You have to, the way you have to prepare, you have to put it in the fridge like mm-hmm. two days before you're gonna cook it. So if your yeah. schedule changes, if you got to go out of town, you just ruined a hundred fifty dollar steak. Yeah, because you're like ah sh- ah. <laughs>
1: I'll give you my key to cooking an A5 stuff because it's different than cooking other steaks where you want to get, like, a high heat mm-hmm. to sear both sides. You cut, you, you want to do the opposite. You start it on a pan that has no heat and then turn the heat up, and then the fat from the beef will render out. And mm-hmm. you don't even have to put any oil in there. Just let it cook in its own fat. And I cook it on, like, low because it has so much, like, intramuscular fat that you want to melt. And so if you cook it low, it just it melts it all inside there, and then that's that's the – you you're never really gonna get like a proper char on the outside yeah but it's like not about that it's about like because if you cook at high heat on both sides the middle fat the fat in the middle is not gonna melt and it's just like you're you're kind of chewing on fat yeah
0: yeah yeah I've, I've made that mistake with that with that steak i've made that mistake uh do you do you get yours from crowd cow uh
1: no i get mine from pursuit farms okay yeah
0: what's crowd cow? Crowd another is the, one
1: is that the Kroger version of uh A5? <laughs> Yeah, that's the Kroger
0: version of Pursuit Farms. Uh <laughs> no, nah, they they're pretty cool. I I I got put on them me and my buddy Iffy. Got put on them and their prices are pretty decent for cuz we were like chasing that we were chasing that dragon, that A5 yeah. dragon. Yeah. Like and we were buying so much of it. Okay.
1: I'll, listen, I'll tell you what you, if you actually want to chase the dragon, the kind of A5 you have to get is Hokkaido Snow. Hokkaido Snow. Okay. Hokkaido Snow is the rarest A5. It's basically in the north of Japan, in Hokkaido. It's a very, very cold town. It's snowing all the time. And the cows are basically freezing their asses off, so they produce a lot more fat.
0: Wow. They're just eating slushies all day yeah exactly
1: they're the most uh, delicious ones and then there's one guy in hokkaido who does hokkaido snow and it's called like chateau something i forget the name but the fucking guy like he he like kills like one cow a month wow <laughs> yeah and they, they got that on pursuit farm i think pursuit pursuit once in a while will have it yeah i'll set you up with them they'll they'll, they'll send you some stuff oh hell yeah yeah they're good What is the best low-end meal you've ever had? This could be a street taco. It could be whatever. Just something cheap that that hit the spot more than you thought it would.
0: There's this gas station back home in my hometown in Mississippi that sells gizzards. Oh, okay. That I miss that a lot. That's the first one that came to my mind. Because I've had a lot of low-end meals because I eat low-end all the time. So yeah. I've had a lot of very delicious low-end meals. But that one is one that's real low-end. Gizzards in a gas station. <laughs> gizzards in a gas station. <laughs> and you throw some hot sauce on those and it's a treat. Ooh, it's a treat. And sausage too. They have like these like sausages, these homemade sausages that they make, these pork sausages. So you get some, you get a bag of gizzards and some sausage, and that right there will knock your socks off.
1: This is exactly what I'm saying about the South. Like, you're not gonna get that in some fucking ExxonMobil in, you know, in Jersey. No. You know what I mean? But like, the South takes so much pride in their food. It's almost like France. Like, in France, you can go to a truck stop and get like a really delicious fresh meal that like you know a fucking organic cow and this and that but like i feel like the south has retained that like quality no matter where you are you're gonna have good quality food
0: yeah yeah it's all bad for you too but it's those all people bad live, for you. those people live to be 115 years old down there right exactly <laughs> eating trash what
1: is the how do they make the gizzards are they because gizzards to me can be really chewy sometimes yeah
0: they could be tough. Are they supposed to be tough? Yeah, I think that's just that that cut of meat. That's just part is, of it. Yeah, yeah, that's just part of it. Um, so what do they, they just do? They nice cut it up like and eat all the time. Yeah, they just cut do them they, up and fry and deep fry them.
1: Yeah. yeah, that sounds that sounds like the only way you can do it. What is the name of the gas station? Do you remember? No,
0: it was it's okay. a, Conoco, oh, but it they, a but 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 it has a but it has a name like okay A and E Mark. We just called it the, the gas station. Right. So I know you like to booze. What is your favorite drunk food? Oh man. Oh boy. Taco Bell, I think. Yeah. That seems to be the the most requested drunk food there is. Yeah. Taco Bell is definitely it hits the spot. It's late. You can get a lot of stuff for a little. I may or may not have done that last night. Did you on really? The home, on the way home. Yeah. What did you what did you get? Last night they got they got this uh grilled stuff burrito box thing that comes with a Doritos locos taco. Weirdly enough, you were with Phil Jackson again. Phil Jackson, <laughs> the Phil Jackson. Nineteen seventy three Knicks. <laughs> Uh when the garden was eaten. Uh no, um that that yeah, Taco Bell, but also like real tacos too. Like you stop at a taco truck. When you're in Highland Park and you, you know, bounce it up down York Boulevard. Yeah. There's that green taco truck right there in front of that park, in front mm-hmm. of that like kids' jungle gym park. That taco truck hits. Of course the taco truck on La Brea, I don't oh, know. Yeah. The name of it. Leo's. Leo's tacos, yeah. yeah. They have a great Al Pastor tacos. Yes, yes, yes. I didn't, I was, I'm not a big pineapple on, on pizza guy, like kind of back to the sweet and savory. Yes. But that pineapple, the way that hits with the Al Pastor is nuts. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, cause it's been cooking on top of the
1: spit with like onions and the meat flavor is like seeping into it. It's the best. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you have a hangover cure? A, a special hangover cure? Like this morning, what'd you do?
0: Uh, not hungover today, thankfully. Didn't okay, mix. Good. Didn't mix too much sugar with the alcohol last night, and kept it pretty easy. But um, Coca Cola. Yeah, Coca Cola and a breakfast burrito for me. Yeah, yeah. I can't ice, beat that. Ice cold Coke, and yeah, I would say a breakfast burrito is pretty pretty damn good for that. Yeah. Do you have a
1: favorite celebrity chef? This could be like either an actual chef or it can be like an Anthony Bourdain type, you know, like a food personality.
0: Um, I got a few. Okay. So, of course, Guy Fieri is at the top of the uh, at the top of the chain. For me.
1: Always. Were you always
0: a Guy Fieri fan or did you hate him first and then you came around? No, I've always liked him. Really? I've always liked him. Even when people were hating on him, I would watch and I go, why do you hate this man so much? Because he dresses weird. <laughs> Like what
1: did he do? People hated him so much, and then like realized that he's actually like a really good person, and gives most of his money to charity. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> he's like real cool, and they go, "Oh wait, we shouldn't hate this guy just because he's got like just he wears flame shirts." He wears flame shirts, and he just he's just like
1: super positive and happy all the time. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, <laughs> like, I, I, fuck I this watched, guy. I watched Diners, Drive-ins, and Dives since it came on. Yeah, like, since I was in high school, I think. That's another thing. He's like he's like giving small
1: businesses their shot on primetime TV. Yes,
0: exactly. Yeah. I went to one yesterday for dinner, uh, Mambo's, which is a Cuban restaurant in Burbank. Oh, this is one that was on It yeah, Triple D? D, D? On, yeah, it was on Triple D, D. Really? How was it? It was pretty good. I went there yeah. yesterday. It was pretty good. They didn't have enough mustard on their Cuban sandwich for me. Oh, that's that's not good. Yeah, because a Cuban sandwich, if it's good, you know who's got a really good Cuban sandwich? Who? Tabula Rasa, that wine bar on Hollywood right there. Oh, really? Yeah, their Cuban sandwich, because they, they make it on just like, they just got a little griddle press but i'm like where are y'all marinating this pork at in this wine bar it's really good
1: interesting so you went to the triple d place there wasn't enough mustard did you ask for more or you had taken it? you were home right? i took
0: it to go yeah i took it to go yeah. and I, I had to put some some of my own mustard on there you can see it in that picture <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> okay what is your desert island
1: food you're trapped on a desert island you have one food you can eat for the rest of eternity. You will never get tired of it. What is that food?
0: Candy yams. Really? Yes.
1: Interesting.
0: My grandmama's candy yams.
1: Do you add sugar to it or are you just kind of – You do? Yeah, you got to. What do you do? Because uh, the way I make yams is I throw them in the toaster. Oh, no. I, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> <laughs> throw them in the toaster at 400 degrees and like an hour later, I take them out. I cut them in half. I put butter and salt and pepper.
0: So, Okay salt and pepper yeah no candy Yeah, and so in order to make them candied you gotta put them in sugar you gotta cook them right. in sugar yeah that was a so, dumb
1: question that's a very dumb question <laughs>
0: uh yeah so they're very sugary uh not healthy at all <laughs> just sugar and butter two types white sugar and brown sugar butter a little bit of salt and
1: yeah you bake those joints white sugar and brown sugar yes wow
0: jesus yeah.
1: I would get to. I, I think, I'd, I don't know, on day five of that, you're not going to get tired? I mean, I'm on Desert Island. Uh, I'm going to get tired of anything. <laughs> Is there a food that you can't stand eating? Something that you hate? You just can't even look at it.
0: <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of mushrooms. Really? Why? Yeah. Texture? Texture. Yeah, thing. texture Texture for me. Because they don't really taste like much. Oh, 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 olives. Oh, my God. Dude, that's two of my favorite foods. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I can't do it. Really? Phil Jackson, our friend, likes to eat. Uh, when we go to this wine bar called Covell. Oh yeah, I know Covell. Yeah, he likes to eat they 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 bring a little platter of olives and and shaved almonds. And he likes to eat those olives and I'm just like ugh. Argh. and he'll just be like popping them in and out and I'm like, "Man, he's you ever see somebody eating a food that you know you don't like, but <laughs> the way they eating it make it look like it's the most delicious food you ever seen in your life?" Yeah. He'll do that with these olives and I'll try one and I'll be like Oh, yeah. Like, this, I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm gonna get one. Today's gonna be the day that I get the olives and I'll pop one in my mouth like this is horrid. <laughs> oh, it breaks my heart. What about capers? No. Oh, but okay. so, and, what pickles like do, of, do you, if they're on like a piece of fish or something, I don't care. What are pickles? There any, any pickles that you don't, that you like? Yeah, I like pickles. Oh, I okay. like, yeah, pickled cucumbers. <laughs> I like gherkins. Right, okay. I don't think, are olives considered a pickle? I guess you do, you do pickle them. Okay. I don't know. I was trying to find
1: a theme. I thought maybe you just hate pickled stuff, but no, you just have it out for olives.
0: Nah, man. Cuban sandwich. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about the Cuban sandwich. You can't even yeah. have a Cuban sandwich without pickles.
1: That's true. That's true. Last question before I let you go. What is, this is my favorite question. What is your restaurant pet
0: peeve? And you can have multiple. My restaurant pet peeve. Okay. Not to bring not to bring it down, but sometimes I have been at restaurants where the servers may believe that I'm not gonna tip them well. And so they don't give me good service.
1: Oh, interesting! And so you get racially profiled, preemptively racially profiled. Yes,
0: and so okay. they don't—they don't give me good service. And because I'm scared that they think I'm not going to tip them, well, I still tip them more than what they deserve for the service that they gave me. <laughs> so it's just like a snake eating its own tail. Right. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, that 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 part—that's probably my biggest restaurant pet peeve. It's just like, man, this person, especially when I travel, sometimes and like I walk in being all big and black. Yeah. And people be like, oh, man, this dude's not going to tip. Or this group is not going to tip. Not knowing that, like, it's like the struggle of becoming, like, sort of successful as, like, black kids from the hood. Because yeah. the, we we can't say it, but it's just like, and it sounds crazy to, to say, but it's like, we make more money than everybody in this in this restaurant. Like, right. And, and, like, you're looking at us like we're not going to tip you well. So, you, so you're so you giving us bad service. You're not, not coming back. Also, uh, charged charged refills. Charged
1: refills. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know that I've formed an opinion on charged refills. Tell me why you should not charge refills.
0: Because that soda gun is never-ending. <laughs> don't charge me for a refill on this Mr. Pip.
1: Yeah, okay, I can get down with that. I can get down with that. I mean, also, the markup is probably so insane. Like, give me fucking two or three. Yeah. It's literally just flavored water.
0: Yeah. Uh, it used to be, when I was a kid... They would have root beer, but they would only have like IBC root beer. So it came in the bottle, and you couldn't get a refill on that. Right. But I want that root beer so bad. My mom be like, "No," because you're gonna drink that drink before you're done with your food, and you gonna you're not gonna be able to get another. You're gonna have to drink water. So you better right. get it if you want a soda. You better get us a, get a, a fountain drink. Yeah. Have you?
1: <laughs> wait, going back going back to the racially profiled thing because that to me is very interesting. I'm wondering if there's a workaround. The, the the closest that I can relate to that, which is very far, but I'm doing dry January, okay? Okay. So, I'm not drinking, and mm-hmm. I, love, I love the sauce. So, I'm going to bars, though, because, like, I'm meeting friends and stuff, and I don't want to be the guy who's, like, I feel bad when I'm, like, ordering fucking water at the bar, you yeah. know? Yeah. So and i and i feel like they don't like it either cuz they feel like they're going to get tipped less on water than they would on a on on a drink. So i tell them, "Hey, i'm going to be drinking water all night, but don't worry, i'll be tipping you as if it's booze." And mm-hmm. then that sets the tone. But if you were to set a tone, then that is kind of you're you're giving in to the racist trope that they have. Yeah. So you can't do that. And there's no way that they would be like, Oh, okay, cool. Thanks for clarifying that, because that was my assumption. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank God. When I saw you guys walk in, I was like, well, I'm not baking rent this month. <laughs> there's no way out. There's no way out of your conundrum. No, there's no way out. You just got to – I still got to get and, – and, and to be fair, nowadays it doesn't happen as much. Right. But back in the day, like, we'd have to give the Denny's dude, like, 20 bucks, like, because – he he already knew like oh man Now I do remember there were times where our group was like super big, and the server was just like oh no, and then I would also feel bad for that server too because I'm like my man's <laughs> gonna get stiffed because these people don't have enough money, right, like, right? They're all about to order a bowl of fries, and it's twenty people in here. <laughs> and this dude's not gonna make no tip, oh, and that wasn't God. that wasn't because black people don't tip. That was because. We were kids and didn't have any money right, but, exactly. for our food. <laughs> <Like>.
1: <laughs> well, I'm very glad that you're doing so well and you have so much money for food now, even though you're still having <laughs> Kroger sodas. Carl, where can, uh, where can the people find you?
0: Oh, man, uh, follow me on Instagram at dammitcarl, D-A-M-M-I-T-C-A-R-L. And uh, you can catch Grand Crew on Tuesday nights at 8.30 on NBC or the next day streaming on Hulu and Peacock. And uh, listen to the various pods that I'm on. Uh, there's the, the Flagrant Ones Universe. That's a basketball podcast I host with my buddies Hayes Davenport and Sean Clements. And there's also the XOXO Gossip Kings, which I host with my buddy Lamar Woods. It's a Gossip Girl uh, rewatch podcast, even though I've never watched Gossip Girl before until now. And so I'm watching it for the first time. Lamar's seen it, but I'm watching it for the first time. And I'm getting into it. I'm really getting into it. We really get into these episodes. So it's That's fun. amazing. So check that out.
1: I can attest that Carl's Instagram is one of the funnier Instagram accounts that I follow. So. <laughs> yeah.
0: Damn I post a lot name. of crazy memes. I I, yeah. I told a line of, of, of woke <laughs> with my memes, for sure. It's very funny. All right, Carl, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, Dan.
1: This episode of Green Eggs and Dan was produced by Andrew Steven and edited by Jordan Aaron. Executive produced by Jeff Umbro and The Podglomerate. You can find more of their podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music is Beautiful Food by Idan, and the interstitial music is by Breakmaster Cylinder. If you like this show, please tell a friend, share an episode, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's really important to us, guys. Please do it. If you want more Green Eggs and Dan action, follow me on Instagram and Twitter, at Stand Up Dan. Also, we have a YouTube page where you can actually see me and my guests going through their fridge in addition to other videos. Just type in Green Eggs and Dan in YouTube. Like and subscribe. Please, we need a lot of subscribers on that page. You will really enjoy it. It's a very fun element of the
0: show.